And when I learned about these like crypto primitives, like you said, it's great in theory and we can talk all we want about yeah. like composability and like ownership of data. No one gives a fuck about that. What they actually care about is like the experience in front of them. Right. And that's why I'm actually even now like more interested in what we would deem like web 2.5 platforms that basically look at what is already working, what billions of people are already using. Hey, it's me, Sophie. I'm interrupting your doom scrolling with another episode of Unnicheable, where we discuss new internet media, decentralization, and the importance of fucking around to find out. Every week I talk to amazing humans on the forefront of Web3 and tech to plug you guys into trends that will define tomorrow. I am so excited for you guys to listen to this very first episode because I got to chat with someone that I've been a fangirl of for such a long time, LDF. She's one of my favorite voices on crypto Twitter, a warrior of chaotic good, and is currently on a quest to invert the internet. But seriously, I think she's one of the smartest people ever, and I left this conversation with pockets full of gems from her. I hope you guys enjoy listening as much as I enjoy talking to her. I have been a longtime connoisseur and listener of all kinds of podcasts. I've always wanted to do one, but I was like, I don't have like the tools. Like, how am I going to do it? Do I need to like make an investment to like go to a studio? No, you can just make shit. When I initially started recording things, like backtrack a little bit, I've always had this like yuck, as most people do, viewing myself, like the thought of being perceived. And when I first started recording anything, I would like get really anxious. It would go like five four, three, oh two. God. And then all of a sudden I would start acting really like unnatural because I'm like already like anticipating that someone's going to listen to this and be like, what the fuck? The <laughs> funny thing is the most people get scared and don't press record because they're afraid no one's going to listen. And meanwhile, you're like, babes, when I blow <laughs> up. <and> they- <laughs> Damn. I, and- <laughs> I never had that thought cross my mind. I'm like, they're going to want to hear this. They're for sure, a lot of people are going to want to hear They're this. They're for sure going to want to hear this, and I'm not going to want them to hear this, and that is the real problem. Damn. <laughs> Damn. It's the kind of thing where it's like, no one watches my Instagram story more than I do. No one. There's not a single person. I don't care if you're in love with me, obsessed with me, like, used to stalk me. Like, like there was this guy that kind of used to like a little bit stalk me in 2019. And then he always like first to view my Instagram story. Like he's not watching that shit more than I am. Like I'm obsessed. Dude, like, like this is a work of art. No as much as I am. Like, yeah, you can never, you can never reach that level. I had a similar experience with, but it was again, the opposite where I would be on like Zo- just regular Zoom calls. And my friends and I would be like, why didn't we record this? Like we're so funny. Oh it's so good. <laughs> It's a good problem to have. But this is why people people ask, like the number one question I get asked randomly will be like, how do you get over the fear of just like posting videos of yourself online? I'm like, babes, it's gone from my brain. Like I don't mentally process the fact that that happened. I don't associate with that person anymore, actually. Yeah, no, no, she's, yeah, she's dead. Were you, um, I think like, are you like really good at disassociating? Like as a child, were you like forced to disassociate to a certain extent? Because I was like, so that shit's just easy for me. I'm like, ah, it's gone. Like that's actually not me, actually. <laughs> yeah, sorry. I don't know her. <laughs> yeah, no, it's um, it's a skill and also a problem. But that's okay. We turn our problems into skills and lemonade, baby. I have recently gotten really obsessed with like drawing the metaphor to pizza making. Do you know anything about the history of pizza? No, but I worked at a pizza restaurant. I made a lot of pizzas. So please tell me the history. Wow. Like you made, you got to like make them like from the dough. My job wasn't to make them, but like when we were slow, I'd be like, let me throw that shit up in the air. Was that your first job? No, it was like my second or third job. But I was like 16 or something. I like low-key miss my first job. I like really romanticize it in my head. I worked at, um. do you know Brahms Dairy? Ah, I thought maybe they would have it in Florida. They have them in Texas, but it's like a ice cream shop. But they also have like grocery. My first job was an ice cream store. <laughs> Stop. 
Wait, go off. Tell me about Brahms. So Brahms, um, I used to go in there with my mom a lot. My mom loves Brahms. Like she gets all her groceries there. And um, my friend started working there and I was like, mom, I was 16. I was like, mom, like I like really wanted a first job. Like I was really into like, you know, like making my own money. Let's go. And um, my mom, but I was like really shy. So like my, I made my mom like ask him like if I could like get like a job application if they were hiring. And then I, I had like an interview with him. His name's Man- Manuel, the manager. And my mom did the interview like with me. And it was my favorite. The reason why it was my favorite job is because like I got to just like make Sundays. Like one of the biggest sellers were like Sundays and like these different like milkshakes. And I got to like make them really pretty. And every person like there's a certain kind of person that like comes in and like gets ice cream. It's always like, oh, I'm like treating my kids after like a soccer game or like, oh, like let's celebrate something. Like everyone there is like already in a good fucking mood. Like the vibes in there are just like amazing. Yeah. No one's sad coming and getting a Sunday from you. No, 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 no. And um, except I did have one bad experience. Do you remember when people like would get coned? coning yes people would go and this wasn't even the in the drive-thru people would come up to the counter and I'm like here's your ice cream and they would grab it by the top and I'm like but then it would like go everywhere and I'm like I'm not gonna clean it I'm like look at them like what are you doing you just got hired and now this is your job to clean it up yeah thank you yeah yeah but um I'm a big fan of like, I can't wait to like, for like old internet trends to be like mashed up, like in a couple of years. I think coding's probably oh, yeah. already reaching its like tenure. Um, but I'm a big fan of like, <laughs> I love those like pranks. But that one, I that one I don't respect because I worked in the ice cream industry. Prank, I do not like, res- no, that one's too far. Like, I do not respect have- that. <laughs> um, I don't even remember. Yeah, that reminds me because like you said, the mix, the mashups or like my favorite will be that we can just steal old trends like kids will literally think it's new and they'll think it's hilarious. And you're like, babes, you don't even you don't even know. But now I'm realizing like the songs that I grew up with, like take, for example, Glamorous by Fergie. That was remixed in 2022. And no one's a lot of like kids, like if you're like 10 or 11 or 12 listening to Jack Harlow, like first class, you don't know. And now I'm like, fuck, like my mom was telling me this like all the time when I was growing up, it would be remix songs. And she's like, oh, you don't even know. Like, that's not the original. And then I would listen to the original. I'm like, that's whack. Like, (laughs) right? You're like, I would never. Yeah. But it's such a testament to how like creativity is like almost like a flow and it's not like it's like this like genesis idea we're all just like borrowing bits and pieces from each other and yeah it's well that's why i used to get so frustrated that people would act like they had an original idea ever you're like you've you've literally never had an original no no like even if you don't remember what you're remixing babes like you have heard music before you have watched movies before like you're consuming yeah. shit that is altering what you just came up with. Yeah. Which is just your own experience on top of all the other stuff that you know. Like, I didn't invent these words. I just strung them together differently, you know? I mean, like, even, like, every other Disney movie is Hamlet. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, no, it's, it's a crazy. little bit less, like, depressing. Like, we just see ourselves in these stories again. Yeah, jam. Yeah. Those are some Carl Jungian archetypes there. Like, we really all just live in the same life. Like, we're really just iterations. The worst is that, like, I pride myself on individuality sometimes. That I'm like, that shit doesn't exist. <laughs> well, I mean, it goes back to what we were saying. It's like, oh, yeah, this is going to be so, like, what I'm my biggest fan. Like, my Instagram story, like, I'm watching that shit a hundred times. And I'm also like, wow. Okay, I'm going to ask you this afterwards because this is a really interesting question. I watch my Instagram story as like someone who's like, and like in my head, I'm like, oh, wow, she's so cool. Like, look at her. She's really cool. (laughs) 
like I like become the viewer. I like need to develop this character further of like who is that viewer who's like she's so cool. Wow. Are are we just like really good marketers? Is this just like are we are we? Like, does everyone do this or wait? Who? Okay, so I want to throw this question back to you. Who watches LDF's, let's say, Instagram story or whatever? So this is the hard thing because, again, like trying trying to be different. I guess like I really don't use Instagram that much anymore. However, I felt that way about Twitter. I joined Twitter in June of 2021 after not using the platform for like. I don't know, 10 years or something. I was like, damn, this shit is sick. And I just stopped using Instagram and every other platform. However, I have done this now with like a bunch of different platforms. Like I had a TikTok like moment. I'm proud of you. I feel like you do the same. I have gone back and looked at videos in my camera roll that I've like saved from TikTok that are from like eight different accounts. Like I've had so many different accounts because I'm like, mm, I'm starting over. Yeah. Because that question you asked me, I'm like, mm, it's a different person. It's a different person. This. Yeah. No, no, I totally feel it. I get so like when I started doing TikToks, I was like, oh, I was like learning about crypto. And I was like, well, these people are explaining it really poorly to me. I'm just going to make videos as I like I'm learning it. And then I got kind of bored of that. And then I got really into like, like CMOS and supplements. And I'm like, I'm just going to make videos about whatever I want. I don't give a fuck. The algorithm. Fuck the algorithm. <laughs> like, okay, so. But the algorithm, I'm my target audience. Yeah. But actually, like, I totally agree with you. Like, I didn't get back onto Twitter. I got back on Twitter maybe like a year and a half ago. And I used to use Twitter a lot in high school. And then I like very a lot, like a lot, a lot. Like my high school used Twitter a lot. I deleted the account because I was like, this is actually, and I'm glad I did. I don't know what was on there, but I know it was bad. Like, it was just, I don't know. Um, and I actually got up, I actually fucking hate Instagram. I actually stopped using it for like eight months. And then I got back on and I started treating it like a burner account. And I like, for like a month, I was like, I was like posting my TikToks on there. And it's like, it's all about like who is congregating there. Like on Instagram, I have like, it's like a congregation of people from high school, from like university, like people that kind of know this like older version of me that like yes. hasn't confronted herself. So it's like, it feels like an awkward place, but I just like, I like in the last three months, I stopped giving a fuck. Like I just like, I, I don't, I really don't care. Like, cause like, if someone doesn't like the version of me that I'm just like am in the moment, then like what? It's just like we're not aligned. Yeah, we're not aligned. Totally. And as soon as I started just like chilling the fuck out and acting like myself, like a lot of things started falling like more into place. Like I've met like people that I'm more aligned with in terms of friends. I've like gotten like job interviews and like job yeah. offers that like before like people were like nah. Because I'm like oh people just like like me. <laughs> I had no idea. Yeah. Probably trying to like curate a version that you thought that they would like yep. and you can't. It's impossible to do. Yeah. But anyway, back to back to the question I wanted to ask you. Who is the person that is like reading LDF's Twitter timeline? Like because I think I'm, you're fucking I think you're cool as shit. So like I'm the I'm the viewer, but like put yourself like into the viewer. Well then I should say what I was about to say because I'm like damn babes we need to have a talk we need to have a talk me and my like people who like what I'm putting out there I'm like we need a little moment because what I don't even know what it is it's literally just a stream of consciousness um no I the reason that I really liked Twitter was because like you said about Instagram I don't give a fuck like, I like a lot of different random stuff, you know? Like, I don't need a niche, and yeah. a platform isn't going to, like, push me into that. And I think Twitter better than um, Instagram in particular. Like, I just don't like the idea of having a profile that, like, pins all my shit and, like, is just a, I don't know, a, like, memory bank of my past versions of myself for fucking ever, Wow. You know, Wait. like Twitter is just like, it's gone, babe. Like yesterday's tweets are not today's tweets. And Wait, holy shit. Wait, expand on that. That was such a cool thought. I've never thought about Instagram as like, yeah, it's literally like a bank of past versions. Well, I thought about it because there's this weird 
and I have different like opinions about it on Twitter and other platforms too. But like when someone asks for your Instagram, like to follow you, I get like a wave of panic where I'm like, no, yeah. no, like, I don't know. And so I actually just archived like all my pictures. Yeah. I just have one picture on Instagram and I like stories because they're ephemeral. Yeah. And I've seen some people do this, but I just don't have the willpower to like curate it myself, but they'll like get rid of certain photos sometimes and then like bring back others other times so that they're like little nine by nine is a representation of them in that moment. But like based on old pictures that they decided to post at some point, like, I don't know. That's just like, that's not... super. Yeah. That's a, I mean, that's a lot of effort, but that's super interesting. Like I feel like the way that's that basically have to post all your shit to have access to all your shit to be able to do that, you know, wait on where, like Instagram, oh. right? Like in the past, let's say like three years ago, four years ago, five years ago, like something that got to the point that you would post it on Instagram had to be like so good or so important that you were like, this is going to sit on my profile. Yeah. Yeah. If we treat it like we are now, right? Where you're like, it's a burner account. I can hide things when I want them to. I can bring them back if I want to. Like that's a different experience. It's kind that of, I didn't use yeah, way. it's kind of weird, weird because we collectively decide and I'm sure there's people who like lead trends like how we use a particular app because when I first got on Instagram I treated it like Twitter like there's like there's few a few pictures like on my Instagram that I like I'm just like stubborn I like refuse to delete like one of my favorite I used to post a lot more shit where it's just like rabbit vibrators with cigarettes like that are like stood like looking out the window like that's the kind of shit that I used to post on Instagram in like 2013 2012 I don't know if it's just because Instagram got more users and then it became the place for people to point to when they are like hey like who is LDF like what is your identity and it's like hi here's my literal passport here's who I am and I think that's the reason why, like, yeah. I mean, I like st- like I- blockchain though, like where basically, like again, your Instagram is like your public facing things that you've committed to other people seeing. Yeah, where like your photo reel is everything else, right? It's like everything that you would have access to, and then you decide like what you want to mint on your profile or whatever. Oh shit! And again, you can't. That's why when I came into, like, the crypto space, I was so not sold on this idea of, like, like, you can't, you can't just archive your pictures, you know? Yeah. You can't can't just be like, eh, I don't really want to use the platform that way anymore. Like, no, babes, like, uncensorable. Yeah. Cannot delete. Um, Cannot clear a profile from your past versions of yourselves from 10 years ago, let alone yesterday, who you don't even identify with anymore. Wow. So wait, so so like, how do you think, do you feel like you're sold on certain, I mean, sold is like a big word, but like sold on certain aspects of it more now? And how do you think about like the relationship of like identity and like being on chain like I mean no one has these answers but what do you think about it now I think we don't fucking know what we're doing and a lot of it (laughs) seriously though yeah and a lot of it is like theorizing about what other people will want to do when that experience you and I just described is like very much firsthand experience because we actually use those platforms like because in the crypto space we're like talking about what people will want or what the problems are we're still using twitter we're still deleting Mm -hmm. we're still archiving photos on instagram we're still like we're we're not living it we're not like oh shit i did this i wish i hadn't maybe we should make it harder to do that for other people um like we need more people doing what we're doing right now which is just like fucking around and finding out yeah that's we need more of that like, we need more people doing things I to learn like, from. Yeah, no, that's such a such a good point. And I think, like, we're in this space now where it's, like, in this transitory period of what do actual spaces where we can congregate and just, like, fuck around and find out? Because that's where anything, like, good comes about. Like, we're literally, like, 
when you fuck around and find out, it's like what we were talking about. Like we're literally pulling ideas from this like deep collective unconscious ether. And sometimes like you pull an idea or like you have this subconscious muse that you pull from, but you don't even know where that came from. But it might've come from like a conversation I had last week with like the lady who cut my hair. Like I have no clue. That's why like, I mean, that's a lot about like attribution and like when should we attribute? When should we not like? we're all just like one big entity. There really yeah. is like barely any separation. Like all of us oh, are yeah. like 99.999999999% the same. You said it. A lot of it is um like accidental, right? Where you're like, it's not that I just completely tried to steal that as my own. I just literally don't even remember where it came from. Yeah. Um, it's so weird. And that's why these like spontan spontaneous moments are the ones where the best ideas come from because you're not focused on what you're supposed to be putting out. You're just like bouncing off of other people's unconscious attributed yeah. thoughts. I got really into two books um, over the last couple of months, like one of which being and I like think they're the exact same book. One is like the creative act or the creative way of being. I don't remember the name Rick Rubin. And the other one is Big Magic by Liz Gilbert. And it's just like this notion that ideas are almost like existing beings themselves and that they're just like floating around and we are just mere like mediums and channels that are like choosing to like pull them down and realize them into something and like we don't have control over this river of ideas. We're literally just the channels. And like, if it's the yeah. right time and if like you're the right person and you're like committed enough, then you pull that idea down and you're just, it's steward. What I really was thinking about when you were talking is I really, I really love TikTok. And I think one of the reasons that it has been so, so successful is twofold. So of course, like it has in-app creator tools. Like all I need is this fucking iphone yeah. and i can literally film like if i wanted to produce a short film using only a singular yeah. app done but the second reason why i think tiktok is so so successful is because it plays on this idea of trends and memifying things in a way that like nothing else has been able to like there's literally like the sounds are trends and people like will copy sounds or copy a dance and then turn that into something else it's like the quickest creative iteration process that I've ever seen. Like, and yeah. there's like, there's a new trend. Like if you think of like the top three TikTok sounds, like there will be a new sound like every other week. And it's like, totally. people are like literally just like taking something that is like consistent and already like within a framework. And then all they need to do creatively is add like a little bit of a touch of themselves. And it makes being yes. creative so easy and so accessible when I was a little kid like I like loved painting a lot like I used to paint with my Oma and going through the creative process of like getting out your paintbrushes and like looking at a blank canvas it's like the process of like looking at a blank canvas versus looking at a canvas that has like yeah. only a couple of colors missing and though let me add the colors that Sophie wants to add it like makes being creative like easier totally and it takes the burden off like you said of feeling like that you have to start from a blank canvas and come up with all the idea yourself. When in reality, even if you did start with a blank canvas, you're not, yeah. you're not starting from scratch. You're pulling from all these other things that you've seen. And I think it's really cool because it, it does though make me see creativity as more of like a science like than anything else where I don't know, I look at TikTok as the ability to more easily like swap in and out those differences, right? Where it's like, okay, you have like the vertical, which is the video. And then you have like the sounds and you can like click in and now see all of the different like iterations of that sound um, and all the different ways that people have interpreted that that span a crazy difference, right? When you add up all those tiny little differences, you get a very, very wide range of what that can look like. Yeah. And being able to like actually follow that within the app itself is super interesting, right? Where it's like, okay, I saw a um, remixed version of X, but I can click into the sound and see what the original was, you know? Like that's crazy. We've never been able to do that before. Like you see a meme template on Instagram that someone screenshotted and like changed the words or like made their own. 
you don't actually really know like what oh. the original intent of the image was. Wow. I mean, that just like makes me think of like all the data. <laughs> like- which is why I'm like, fuck. I know. Like, it's actually crazy. And, like, who, I mean, who knows if TikTok is going to be around in the US for, I mean, I have no idea what's going to happen. I also, like, the response to that, by the way, was like one of the funniest things. Wait, wait, what I've response? ever seen where it's just like literally Congress is deciding if we're going to have TikTok in the US or not. And, like, TikTok is literally just like, sexualizing the ceo of tiktok like i'm just oh like, my god what? and like guilty guilty as charged because i was like wait i got on tiktok the next morning i was like wait is he kind of bad i was like like i made a tiktok about him i was like the takeaways of the trial are like do we like that ceo <laughs> i'm like i'm like i have a crush on the ceo of tiktok like that is like and like come on like you think TikTok did not have like a tiny hand in that? Like, the, what is TikTok's takeaway? Like, oh, he's sexy. Like, if I were the CEO of TikTok, I would have done like, kind of the same thing. Like, yeah, you're like, she's bad you know, though. Like, yeah. Open source the algorithm, whatever. They're like, the algorithm after the Congress, they like turn, turn that up a little. <laughs> <laughs> like, I'm sure there's just like, yeah, turn up like the sexiness a little bit. Yeah, they're like, just like, just a little just a little boost damn yeah it's crazy i feel like yeah i feel like al- algorithms on media channels are right on the cliff of like a lot of these things like being able to be built out and that's the reason why i started getting excited about this stuff because i'm like oh like i got i literally got here i was like hey guys i'm new to the party and i'm like wait like there's no there's no snacks there's no food there's no drinks like i guess we're just gonna have to make them I guess I'm here. I guess like I got invited early and I'm just going to be making some of the fucking food, I guess. Because <laughs> like all this sounds like it sounds so cool and practice. I'm like, yes, like, let's do this. But now I'm like, oh, wait, none of the stuff. Was You're good. like, wait, but like, you How? didn't make it? You didn't make it? You didn't make it? Um, you just told me I could make it? But it's like, okay. It's so cool because like this actually reminds me of um, a conversation I was having with someone that I met last week. Again, like someone that I met on TikTok who started following me and he's like this really cool guy. He's like driving around the US in his RV and is like building a company. And I've just been like riffing with him a lot. And um, shout out Nick. (laughs) Um, And um, he was like, I don't know, like I love talking and like as important as it is to like build out like, oh, like, yes we need the infrastructure but I'm like I get into these like hypothetical literally like modern day like tributaries of rivers and we like cannot choose where we go we just have to go with the flow like we're literally building like rivers like it used to be like okay let's say like okay what's a good example of a river testing my geography okay Mississippi that's a good one that's a long river here in the U.S. Like yeah. we we used to only be, be able to like settle along this river because like that's where like goods used to flow. Like that was transport. That was like agriculture. And like we, you know, like humans over the course of history have like settled along these tributaries. And I feel like that is what like if the algorithm doesn't like I have made really shitty videos, like really shitty videos that have like gone down this river. And I'm like, Jesus fucking Christ, why is this getting so many views? And then I've made the most like thoughtful i thought they were yeah. excellent i'm like i'm still watching those videos to this day i'm like damn that's a good video um they got like getting like, no they, know what they, had. they don't know what they had babe. they don't know what they had yeah they didn't deserve it they weren't ready for it she was before her time i will say though i feel like that's actually what's changing first of all now that you've got me on the river metaphor yeah. i'm like okay so congress was just like yeah we'll just build a dam like we'll just like stop the river and it's like no yeah. no you will not like the river's coming one way or another. You can either make it like flood everything else, which it's gonna do, or like you said, it's the water's going anyway. So like you can build little channels to like Damn. point people in another direction, but like you're not stopping the water. That's not oh. happening. <laughs> you know? That was a really good extension of the metaphor. Honestly, that well, one that one hard. That one hard. <laughs> for building on top of it like i couldn't have come up with that on my own interesting the one thing like with um in particular like the idea of open data and like how we were saying you know 
Twitter is kind of like a, it's like a stream of consciousness, but we don't expect people to go revisit content. Like because it's out of my brain, because I'm not engaging with it anymore. The fact that I posted a silly little video, like, I don't know, weeks ago, I don't even associate with that person anymore. But I have noticed in particular with like NFTs and like the idea that the content itself obviously lives on whether I'm thinking about it actively or not. And we don't rely as much on the algorithms for surfacing it for other people. Shit comes back. Like I wrote a mirror article in 2021 that I still see like pop off at certain points where I'm like, you, you guys are still reading that. Like, To me, that's so out of date and it's so relevant anymore. And I was thinking about it when I was like using chat GPT because I'm like, okay, if this data exists, like it can get resurfaced as people think about it more than like I need to get distribution on the content like the second I make it. Wow. Which is like a very different way of interacting with the internet, I feel like. It's almost like because – like all the stuff that we have on the internet, I mean, like ChatGPT is like, you know, is taught up until 2021. Like it's almost like right. if we make concrete our ideas like and put them out onto the internet, generative AI is going to learn on top of that. And it's almost like building this kind of like master intelligence off of like our past lives and our past thoughts. Damn. But it's also surfacing it like when you think about it, right? Like as opposed to hoping that it can capture your attention in the moment. That's why like I used to work in performance advertising and it was like e-commerce and gaming companies would do really well because obviously like we were saying with attribution, it's really easy to get someone to go through the two clicks to see a game, to see gameplay, to get the app downloaded and then be playing like two seconds later. Oh, wow. Um, But there's a lot of moments where we need to almost like call upon that information now as opposed to expecting it to reach us when we're ready for it, you know? Like you said about content before its time, it might not be a game, it might be an idea, but you need to like surface all the information related to an idea, which is why I think TikTok search has become such an important tool as opposed to like Google where I'm literally surfacing I'm looking up travel ideas, right? And all of a sudden I'm reading through blogs people posted years ago to help me get some kind of curation that I hope is relevant to me. Like, it's not good enough. (laughs) I honestly, I'm like literally like reaching for pen and paper because like I had like five ideas while you were talking. Like, I'm like, this is like such a good conversation. Oh my God. Um, But first of all, to, to your point of like things resurfacing, I am like two or three years ago I posted a video of me on Instagram reels and it was me like hitting a bunch of bottles of red wine um and it was like I think like my Instagram was like even like I don't know how people found it and then I like ended up like not dating but like I went on like a couple dates with this guy and he was like oh like I showed my this is kind of like a weird thing for him to do and say, but he was like, oh, I showed my friend like your Instagram. And he was like, oh, I've seen that video on Reddit. Like I saw that on Reddit recently. I'm like, what the fuck? What? Yeah. Anyway, <clears throat> very weird. But actually, I, re- I have so many questions to you about performance marketing because I just saw a TikTok and I literally like I can show you my phone. I was like, I like Googled what is performance marketing? Like just before we were hopping on this call because um airbnb just came out with their like end of year whatever they're like money reports how much money they're making and they're doing really well and then i was like reading this article and they basically shifted all of their marketing all of their marketing budget away from performance marketing and are now moving it to like educational content almost exclusively Okay, can you, and I'm selfishly asking for myself, what is performance-based marketing? And like, what do you think about like companies like moving away from that? So Airbnb did something similar recently and it was like a big piece of news because this is, so performance marketing is the thing Facebook and Instagram, like that's how they make all of their money is the fact that prior to like direct-to-consumer marketing on social platforms, you basically 
did TV ads or like billboards or like fucking like newspaper ads. And that was all brand marketing, right? Because if you're reading a newspaper, you're driving and you just see, let's say, Coca-Cola. Like you can't sell a Coke from a billboard. Right, right. right. Like, I, I can't in that moment be like, that sounds really good. Purchase, add to cart. Yeah. Like that doesn't work. Um, and so these social platforms realized that people were obviously like kind of a captive audience and that they could link them out to other places where they could complete that transaction. So like I said, that's why e-commerce was a really good sector. That's why gaming was a really good sector because you could see an ad, you could click on it, you could complete the action and transaction, and they could track all of that that says like, I know that this person was sourced from Twitter or Instagram. I know that they created this account. I know that they now have spent thousands of dollars with us. And so that attribution is very clear as opposed to like, if I drive by a billboard, I might end up being Coke's biggest customer, but they have no way of telling that the reason I did that was because I drove by this one billboard every day on my way to work. Like there's oh no God. way to attribute that. That makes so much but, sense. Yeah. You just did such a better job. I was like on all these like blogs earlier, like you just explained it so perfectly. Uh, you're, you're like so good this at is why I'm, more explainer this videos. Is, I need to, but I'm so dumb that, like, in my head, I'm like, everyone knows this stuff No, already. you're uh -huh. not. I mean, no. <laughs> but, like, that's actually, it's it's a really good point because I thought, like, up until recently, like, you, you know the things that you, like, like to do and that you're not really naturally good at? Like, I won't, like, put words in your mouth, but you're, like, very interested in, like, you're really good at talking about media and explaining things. Like, I'm sure it's just, like, one facet of, like, many that you're really good at. But, like, I really like making videos and, like, I'm really, like, interested in, like, um, like looking up, like, niche topics. I'm like, what is this? But then I realized, like, I thought my whole life everyone just liked to do this. Not everyone likes to do this. Some people enjoy watching content about it. And I'm like, oh. I thought it was, like, the things that you like to do and that naturally come easy to you because you like doing them. Not everyone likes to do. Like, yeah. The same thing goes for, like, some people really love to do puzzles. I fucking hate puzzles. I'm so bored. Like, I'm, like, if there's not, like, if I'm not, like, making something, if there's not, like, a purpose, like, why the fuck do I want to play Sudoku? I don't, it, like, I cannot wrap my head around, like, doing, a, solving problems for fun. Like, just for solving them sake. Like, I'm not, like, a math person. Anyway. But, like, some people are, like, so good at that. And, like, or something yeah like, the incentive here <laughs> like if i'm not live streaming this thousand piece puzzle set, like um okay but wait okay so that's what performance-based marketing is like i'm able to like track where sales are actually coming from okay thank you that makes but, a lot of sense so this is where it's funny because now i look at these markets just in general as like arbitrage right the fact that performance-based marketing existed meant that we could do things that brand advertising like couldn't do before. However, we get addicted to that, right? We're yeah. like, oh my God, my conversion rate is so high because this, ha this hasn't existed before. Right. Then everyone decides this is a core piece of my business. This is where the majority of my traffic comes from. This is where I pour all my marketing dollars. Facebook, Instagram make billions of dollars and then other people want to build these types of advertising systems to take advantage of all the money that's now like flowing into this. So I used to work at Facebook. Yeah. And then I went and worked at Reddit because I was like, oh, I'm watching communities really drive a lot of this value and creators start to take away some of the money from performance marketing and like people not trust ads, not click wow. on them as much, like you get fatigued from something that's working too well, basically, at least for one side, you know, of the two-sided kind of marketplace. Yeah. I went to Reddit and I was so sad because they were like, we need to compete with Instagram and Facebook and we need more performance advertising. Yeah. And I was like, no, you need to like, when someone zigs, like you need to zag, you need to be good at what you're good at. Don't try and be a worse version of what they already built. So I left after like six months wow, yeah. um, because I just couldn't, 
I couldn't at that point talk about performance marketing because I didn't really believe it. As we were talking about with uh, attribution of content, this is where I got super interested in like, if we sign everything that we do online, then attribution becomes pretty easy because the first time that I actually really put these two things together, um, separate from TikTok, which you were describing, right? So it's like, I can literally see this is the sound that they used. I can click into that and see who else is using it. Like it's visualized that way was actually Telegram. Cause in oh, Telegram, wow. you can like forward messages from one place to another. And it shows like who wrote the original message, what time it was written. And so I was like, okay, data can just be reusable. I don't have to copy and paste the text into another chat and then explain that like my friend sent this to me or whatever. Oh, wow. WhatsApp started doing that too. And I I never thought twice about it, but that makes sense in terms of attribution. I didn't really notice. Like you don't notice these things sometimes. No, but like that, that in my head, I was like, okay, so we can just reuse data, right? Like, so if we record this, instead of me like saving it to my computer, cutting it up into a bunch of different pieces, having different files, like uploading those to a blockchain, which we're doing right now, right? Which is basically me signing. This piece of content is now stored on a blockchain and now we can reuse it in a bunch of different ways. I was like, why don't we just sign all of the pieces of information that we interact with whether that's text whether that's video whether that's sound like whatever yeah when it's created digitally it should have like a source and then we should be able to use it in a bunch of different ways and if you do that then you can take cuts of sales that happen you can track remixes that get made you can like reformat things but that is how we basically break free of these platforms because they're not storing information, right? Like you're not uploading the video to YouTube. You just created the video and now you can use it in a bunch of different ways. The really exciting part about everything that you're just saying now is like, we're living situations of like what it could be, which I love talking about. Go back to the example that you posited, right? Like we're making this like whatever, this little piece. And then we're like signing off on it. And then like we own it. We hold that in some kind of non-custodial wallet. And then let's say there's like an algorithmic river that is just flowing through the world, like in this kind of like meta world and is somehow connecting this piece of content that me and you have just created to like someone else's like non-custodial wallet. And at that point, like all we really need is like an aggregator and an algorithm or many 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 algorithms and we actually don't need any kind of like platform like that is actually like what these things like if we like do things correctly like that's actually what the world could look like in like 50 years like actually which is i think which is actually crazy because as you mentioned like the the lack of need for basically like an application means we need infinite applications right like yeah because you still have to engage with it i'm not gonna go like look on etherscan and be like what what content is tagged as media and blockchain like we're not gonna be doing that yeah like the the question is like how do we find things now and like to what extent do we want to be told what we should find and like that's what the algorithm is doing and that's why like and i think it is like a really important discussion because like I remember growing up, um, I would say probably like the things I was able to watch on TV, like 50% of them were like, like very like science, math based. Like I watch a lot of like history channel, nature channel. Um, and I really love that as a kid and like kids are naturally very curious. And so I like, I watched those things like kind of like by default, just because like they were on and like you know, you couldn't record shows when you were younger. If you got yeah. home from school at 3 p.m., like you watched the yeah. PBS that was on at 3 p.m. And like that was curated for kids, like to yeah. encourage them to be curious about the maths and sciences. And like also like, but you still got to watch fun cartoons. Like you still got to watch like SpongeBob. But like what kind of, yeah, like to what extent do we want to be told like or encouraged to watch certain things? And like, I want to extend that beyond the example of just like kids, but as adults, like, are we always going to go to like the lowest common denominator, which I think to a certain extent, like, you know, TikTok like is a lot of like, 
I watch a lot of like, I learn a lot from TikTok. I learned about performance marketing just now on TikTok. But, you know, a lot of it is like how many videos of like the Emilio sisters just doing dances, you know, like, well, I love, I like the Emilios, like I like them, but like, yeah. The lowest common denominator here being just like hypersexualization, you know, like right. it just like attracts like this like base like human instinct, you know. Well, I think the reason for that though is the fact that the these algorithms that we're describing that exist right now, based on and the reason that I care so much about like performance advertising is because that's the business model of the apps that we use right now. So their goal is to get as much distribution on a piece of content as possible. And hypersexualization is something, like you said, that's a base need. So it can it can appeal to the widest number of people, but like the amount of depth of appeal is very little, right? Like you're not uh, buying something off of that. You're just probably going to see it because it's going to get surfaced. I think a lot um, to your point about like lowest common denominator in like education right like what's required reading as opposed to what is like hey you guys have free period and like go explore your interests and Uh what do you want to see um one of the applications that i actually got interested in like all this stuff around had nothing to do with crypto nothing to do with blockchain it was called herd social and i actually discovered it on tiktok like three years ago There were these two girls that were co-founders that worked at YouTube and Google at the time who were like, we're frustrated with Instagram because it feels like a highlight reel and we want to take control of kind of like our algorithm. So they built a new platform that was like, we don't have any metrics and like you can't see likes, there's no follow counts. And like your feed is something that you can change at any point. Like you can turn up the dial on nature today. Or like if you have are struggling with like an eating disorder, you can really turn down like health and fitness and stuff like that. And when I learned about these like crypto primitives, like you said, it's great in theory and we can talk all we want about like composability and like ownership of data. No one gives a fuck about that. What they actually care about is like the experience in front of them. And that's why I'm actually even now like more interested in what we would deem like web 2.5 platforms that basically look at what is already working, what billions of people are already using and saying like, what are we complaining about? What are we frustrated with? Yeah. What is an experience that would make that better? And then now what are all these other tools that we can use to make those real? Because like the tech really doesn't matter as much as like why someone would use it. Um, and like we said, eventually that will be unlimited front ends and just like a shared backend type situation. But we can't work through any of these problems if we're not like, this is what I'm trying to do. These are the pros and cons that I'm dealing with. Like, how do we minimize risk and harm while accomplishing the thing that I actually wanted to do in the first place? Oh my God, you are such a diamond. Honestly, I feel like they're just like, I'm like envisioning just like, like those diamonds emojis like all over the screen were popping up while you were talking. Yeah, holy shit. You need to like be on whatever. You need to, you need to be on whatever table is like building this out because that, those were so many gems right there. But um wow, yeah. What do you think about also like cuz now I'm thinking about all these different ways to like acquire acquire customers, acquire users and it's like performance-based marketing and now I'm thinking about like how does like UGC play come into play there and then how does like that transition into more brand awareness, in-house marketing, like educational content, like going back to the example of what Airbnb is doing right now. Okay, this is my prediction. I feel like all companies, like probably in the next like five-ish years are going to have like their own like in-house media arm. Like every company is going to need to have like its own like personality and voice. It's crazy though, because like, is that sustainable? Like, it's like, I agree that they're going to need it and that they're going to try to do it. But what it looks like is so much more going to be what is the ecosystem that we operate in and how are we surfacing both, like you said, like user generated content, insights, like, you know, like feature requests, developer needs, like 
every company essentially just becomes a media <laughs> entity yeah. for all these other things underneath it. Um, like I said, so that's actually, that's why I left Facebook when I did, because it was so clear, like the stratification of if you're an internal employee, you get access to all of this stuff and like, you know, the roadmap and all of these things. And like you have sway with partnerships decisions, but like there's a lot of hierarchy and you're really taken care of though. Then there's like contractors who do a ton of work and don't have as much say and don't have as much access and clearance and whatnot then there's like partners who are these companies that whose businesses rely on a platform like facebook and they have a ton of say because they are where all the money comes from but up until now they would literally describe the platform as like a necessary evil to their business which is a great spot for like the platform to be in right where they're like ah like we respect you and we care about you, but like, cute, you need us. Um, then there's like creators who really they only started paying attention to because they were starting to make money from the advertisers and like subvert the system. Yeah. Okay. Who are Q really just Q influencers. Users. Wow. Yeah. And they're literally just power users of the platform who have found a way to like capture some of their own like, value. Despite that the create. platform. Like, yeah, despite- exactly. Oh, shit. Yeah. And then there's regular users who are like, right. they literally don't give a fuck about regular users. No, they don't users. give a fuck. But all those other entities only care about the platform because of the regular users. And it's like, if you're you're the problem in this entire picture. Literally you know what I mean? snake eating its own head. And like <laughs> the snake here is just like the platform itself. And it's just like but replace, replace Facebook with any other platform. Any other right? platform. Like Airbnb says the same thing. Like guests are complaining because of all the fees and hosts are complaining yeah. because blah, blah, blah. Like Uber, drivers are pissed. They're not making enough money. Like customers are frustrated because like the VC funding yeah. is drying up. And so like their prices are going right. up. Like these are all just ecosystems. They're all just ecosystems. And it's like almost a thing that we crave and we need so badly is to have direct access to each other. Yes, exactly. That's it. Like, so that's, like, I just need who us together. Yeah. It's yeah. Like, how do I get a big ass microphone, go stand in my like street in Brooklyn? I'm like, who can take me to LaGuardia? How can I do that in a way where someone isn't like running past me, digging into my pocket, yes. grabbing $65, even though it's yeah. two miles to LaGuardia from Bushwick? Like that's Uber. It's like literally speeding. And meanwhile, their VP is making like $700,000 a year and Sorry. sitting at their computer yeah. to be like, did the system go down today? No? Okay. I'm not getting fired. Thank you. Wow. Yeah. I mean, it opens up such broader questions about like mediators and like, oh, oh my God, I could talk to you all day. Did this knowing that this would be the first of many and I'm really glad we ended up recording it. I was so, I'm so down. I'm so down. Um, Yeah. Thank you so much. Brought to you by SV Media.